This is New Encounter, a podcast hosted by Nick and Marissa, two film-loving P-Brains. Join us weekly as we review and discuss the films in our never-ending watch list. Hello, everyone. I feel like I can only say welcome back. What else is there to say? <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast, to the show. Is it a show? It is a show. Can I call it a show? Oh, my God. Wow, it's an official show. Isn't that crazy? We have a lot of episodes out. I'm really proud. We're on a roll, and that roll ain't stopping. It's just going to be a snowball, and it's just going to keep going. Anyways, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Uh, I was we're trying to think of another thing it could be. No, it's a snowball. It's I rolling. Know. But... Isn't that crazy? Like, a year from now, we'll be it'll be an entire show. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about a movie. I think we'll mention another movie that we watched, but we're going to talk about a main movie. Which a already, main movie with a glimmer of a, another movie. That we watched on the same day. With a, with a glimmer of... Of another movie because they both <laughs> had something relating to. It'll all make sense. Another movie. It'll all make sense soon enough. Um, I think the what I want to start off with though was, as the day of recording this today we were recording it on July seventeenth. Today was the original release date of Tenet in theaters. Yep. And, and if COVID didn't exist... That breaks my heart. We would be at the Alamo Draft House right now. Right now. Actually, we'd probably be watching it the night before, so July 16th. If they would, if they were, like, doing a, like, midnight release. But I feel I'm like... I'm sure they would have, because it's supposed to be the biggest movie of the summer. But I feel like Christopher Nolan's a nerd, and he would be like, no, it comes out on the day I want it to come out. No. Because I think it's up to the theaters. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I bet it, they would have made, like, really cute merch. And the menu would have been like... You think they would have had a cup? I feel like they would have had a cup. <sighs> one, side, one side, like, John David Washington, and the other side, Robert Pattinson. A Robert Pattinson cup? But it doesn't matter, because the Alamo Draft House filed for bankruptcy in Arizona. Oh, Blaze was saying... Hi, Blaze, if you're listening. I don't know if you listen to the show. So. I don't think so. I don't so. think he knows the name of it. I think he just told him that we were doing a podcast. I mean, we have been posting it... That's um, true. ...publicly now, so that's on everyone else <laughs> if they don't listen but um blaze was saying that he thinks blaze is a they're gonna co-worker. they're gonna um close the the one they just opened the gilbert one mm-hmm. to save the money for like from bankruptcy bankruptcy or whatever and like put it back towards the two ones that were already open and like save their asses i hope so because he was not like, the tempe one he's like yeah it doesn't make sense um for them to close when like they know they're making money i guess i guess and yeah. the new one took up a bunch of their money so it'll just save it yeah i, th- I think that's what he meant he kind of he kind of starts talking <laughs> and i don't know what he means but i go okay i got you in an alternate universe yeah we would be watching tenet right now and it's pushed back in august and the U.S. ain't doing so hot right now with COVID cases, so it's probably going to be pushed back again. And that's not exciting. Isn't it crazy? The government's going to make everyone go back to school, but we won't be able to go to the movie theater still. <laughs> and they will probably still not reopen because... Yeah, there's some weirdos out there that are like 100% comfortable just sending the kids back to school, but they're like, I'll never set foot in a theater again. I'm not sitting that close to a stranger. Even though there's going to be guidelines where you're sitting like staggered seating. And like, it's just so crazy that I like think about this every time we talk about COVID, though, that it took like a crazy disease type thing to show everyone how gross we are and how like close we are like to people at all times. That's what I'm talking about. Like the biggest thing I think I think about is concerts, concerts when we would literally be in the fucking grinding on people, breathing the same air (laughs) and like airplanes how we're just all breathing the same air even though i love the airport i i love the airport and like how nothing is sanitized on a like a a good basis yeah like public transportation those (laughs) bitches those bitches don't clean that shit it's just dirty all the time it's just everyone's germs 
everywhere. It's so crazy that we but just, like I guess like our immune systems, like yeah, our immune systems are built up for it, but that but it still takes a whole ass virus for people to realize like yeah we're kind of humans are kind of disgusting. Which also Casey, do you remember? Hi Casey, if you're listening. <laughs> Yesterday she was like, "Oh, my parents are healthy now. Like we can sell their plasma. They have antibodies." But I was like, "People can get it twice. People can get it again, <laughs> so you can't. You can't sell their plasma." Moral of the story is though, I'm just really sad that Moral of the story is no one's taking this virus seriously. And I just want to return to the movie theater. Movie theater is like my favorite place. If they just tell us how to make the cheese, I'll be fine <laughs> not going back. I'll be fine for like a little bit. I just want to know how to make the fucking nacho cheese. I think I just need to learn how to stay focused in a movie. Because movie theaters help me stay focused because I I can't be on my phone or anything. That's why we just need to create that type of environment. But you don't want to sit on the couch and go make a movie theater environment. You want to lay in bed. It's hot. It's so hot. You want to lay in bed and just. And that that couch is not comfortable. Neither are movie theater chairs. That's why you sit up and have to fucking go like. Move oh, there's a reason Animal Draft House has reclinable seats. That we don't sit in. You're right. So, <laughs> Nick is wrong, basically. I just want to see Tenet. That's all, that's all I want. I don't care about... I don't even know what other movies are supposed to come out this year. Mulan? I guess. The Green Knight was Oh, I also to. want to mention the New Mutants is going to be <laughs> delayed again. <laughs> <laughs> the Green that Knight? poor movie. Oh, the Green Knight. A24 doesn't even care about that movie. A24, sorry. Wow, you're not an A24 whore if you just said it wrong. Oops. It's the same thing. The digits. Oh, speaking of movies, um, I got an email today that Barnes & Noble shipped two or two movies that I knew they were going to ship first. But... And then it said, the other one is delayed. <laughs> but then two, but hours late, two hours later, I got an email saying that the trilogy one is being shipped. And I said... Already? So y'all have it in stock is what you're so telling me. So lied. I um, spent $100 on the Criterion collection. But I still, like... We spent $100 collectively <laughs> as a as a unit. What did, what did you because, get again? Fantastic Mr. Fox, Wildlife, and the Before Trilogy? Yes. Perfect. Because um, Barnes & Noble is having a 50% off sale on the Criterion Collection, which I saw ends August 2nd. So we have a couple more weeks to get some movies. All right. After all that ranting <laughs> about Corona and not being able to return to theaters, uh, we watched two movies. Well, three movies last week. One movie we already talked about in our previous episode. If you haven't listened, go listen to it. It's about Palm Springs. We've watched two other movies. Um, Buffaloed and I, Tanya. Uh, main focus of this episode is going to be I, Tanya, but I think we want to just mention Buffaloed because it was a decent watch. Is uh, her name Tanya? I, Tonya? Yeah, isn't it Tonya? Is that how they say it in the movie? I can't remember her name, honestly. I think it's Tanya. Is it Tanya? Yes. I, I'm going to say Tanya. Why is her name <laughs> spelled like that? It's like Tony... Ah. Tony Ah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Buffalo for a little, uh, just a little bit. But uh, we can't talk about Buffalo because we watched it second. We have to, I just. Did we watch it second? We watched it after we watched that movie. Well, I don't want Buffalo to be like an afterthought in the episode. We'll Fine. Just talk about but it a little bit. The whole reason why we were like, whoa, and wanted to mention it is because of I, Tanya. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the I, Tanya review. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into spoilers about I, Tanya. We watched I, Tanya, And during the movie, Vivaldi came on. And if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. That movie or that song is in lots of movies. Did, no. Come to find out. Not. It only has one movie. Oh. The, the only movie that matters Portrait of a Lady on Fire. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, you know. But that song plays in Buffaloed. Sorry, we watched like Tundra first. I keep forgetting. (laughs) You just ruined my entire... Just... You ruined it all. You ruined it. I was speaking. I was talking about the beauty. Okay? 
Anyways, the song is in both movies. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it was in I, Tonya first, and we saw, we heard it. Literally the first just droplet of the noise coming out <laughs> of the speaker. I was like, Huzz! triggered. And then we we're just like, bee, 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 bee. watch the movie. Cool. We watched Buffaloed, which is Zoe Dutch, Dutch, however you say her name. Didn't she listen we, to her say it? We watched her like bathroom. What is it called? You don't know the segment. The, the the YouTube series that the magazine does where people get ready in their bathroom. Get ready with me? No, but it's celebrities. But that's the same concept, isn't it's it? It's the get same concept, me? but they have an, it's a special segment. You don't know. <laughs> God. Anyways. So Deutsch? We watched her like little get ready with me thing where she pronounced her name. But anyways, I love her. I love her as an actress, as a human being. I just want her to be in better movies. And so I will watch all of her movies. There's only one movie I haven't finished watching because it sucks. And it's the one with her sister. I'm sorry. Um, Zoe's sister. I forgot your name. But we watched Buffaloed and it's basically about her character um, being poor, like live growing up poor, basically. Yeah. And she's like, In oh, Buffalo, no. New York. Oh, no, I don't ever want to be poor growing up and having to eat chicken wings all the time. Fuck that. <laughs> so she's like, I'm going to start getting money. But then she goes to jail because she's a mini criminal. It's it's Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that was all I saw while watching this movie. It's, she's just a scammer getting rich off being a scammer. And then... That's that's pretty. That's the best way I can describe it. And then I, I after I said that, I wa- looked at other reviews on Letterboxd, and it was everyone was like Wolf of Wall Street. Also, side note, I thought there was a buzzing in the mic, but I just realized it's the fucking cicadas outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a there's a part because she's a debt collector when she like grows up or whatever. And there's a part. Yeah, that's her she, scam. She she a does a thing. And in that thing, the song just starts playing again. That same song from the Portrait. Same, the same song. And we were like, wow. Two movies on the same day. People really need to start listening to more music. Yeah, it's <laughs> the only song that people use in their movie when they want to be dramatic. I know. Is it? Is it? Does slow-mo happen in Itonia too? Maybe. I think so. Because <laughs> that's the same scene in Buffalo. Like, it's, it's all in slow-mo. I think movie, like movie makers, filmmakers just want to put it in slow mo when they hear that song. They don't do it in portrait though. In portrait, it just goes. It makes sense. It all makes sense, and that's why that song belongs to portrait. Period. Otherwise, Buffalo was a pretty good watch. Yeah, it made me realize. Um, maybe I should start a scam to get rich. <laughs> made me realize Zoe Dutch. Maybe she can act, but also her voice. Can get pretty freaking high sometimes. She's just a cutie pie. <laughs> She's in Zombieland 2 also. And she yes. plays like a dumb blonde in Zombieland 2. She mostly plays fun characters. Yeah. Which I love for her. Uh, the movie's on Hulu though, if anyone wants to watch it. Uh, I gave it three and a half stars. Would you give it? I think I gave it four just because of her. Makes sense. Yep. Um, enjoyable. Yeah, uh, was... But now on to the, to the meat of the show. It was a nice little just baby watch like a yeah like an in-between type thing yeah like wanting to watch something because we just had to get two movies in a day because we had time uh but now into the meat of the show or what's a replacement for meat versus a vegetarian i can't say meat the guardian chicken tenders <laughs> not <laughs> the getting guardian into chicken the guardian tenders. chicken tenders <laughs> uh, the vegan mac and cheese now getting into <laughs> the canes Bread. Bread. <laughs> now getting into the cane sauce of the show. <laughs> the French fr- the potato of the show. The potato. Because potatoes can be anything. So now we're getting into the potato of the show. <laughs> uh, which is Itonia. And uh, stars Mago Robbie, Sebastian Stan. Who else? That one lady. Who plays your mom? Yeah. She's old. Yeah, what's her name? Hold on, I got it, I got it. 
He doesn't got it. Hold on. Allison Janney. Yes, that's her. Yes. Directed by Craig Gillespie. Is that how you say that? Sure. <laughs> Gillespie. Okay. All right. Do you want to start off with the synopsis? Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. He's he's letting me use his iPad, guys. I'm just trying to get you to read it quickly. Quickly. Quickie? Quickie. <laughs> um, so, oh my God. I am so hot. I'm sweating. Sorry, it's guys. So, yeah. It's, we have to turn off the AC and the fan and everything. And it doesn't even matter because you can still hear those cicadas. And... We just sweat, guys. That's nasty. Let me know if the cicadas bother you. And if they don't, then I'm just going to start turning on the fan in this room and see if that bothers you guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> and if you guys can deal with a little bit, a little bit of fan ba- background noise, then I'm, I'm going to do it. We Speaking live in- of being hot, this morning at work, I was so sweaty. I wanted Jules to braid my hair when she got to work at 530. But when she got there, I was like, no, my hair is sweaty. <laughs> You can't We're in Arizona, it. bro. We can't. It's so and it's it's so ridiculous that even as the sun sets, it's still 104 degrees outside. Whatever, whatever. Synopsis. So synopsis. sorry. <laughs> Just the the heat of this house is getting to my brain. Synopsis. 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 Go ahead. Synopsis. Go ahead. So the movie is about um, competitive ice skater Tonya Harding, um, as she rises like the little competition level. The ranks. I don't want to read the fucking thing. Is that what it says? It says rises amongst the ranks. (laughs) That's just what I thought in my head. It makes sense. Rising the ranks. Okay. Rises the ranks at the U.S. figure skating championships, but her future in the sport is thrown into doubt when her her ex-husband intervenes, which this movie is a biopic. It's a biopic, which I guess is where we can start off. Um, I don't recall ever seeing a biopic before. Oh my God. Selena. (laughs) Ah, that is a biopic. That is a biopic. J-Lo is not the real Selena. I mean, Margot Robbie is also not the real Tonya Harding, so. Yeah, it was a joke. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a biopic, so it's based off a real person, a real Tonya Harding. Who really she is a figure skater. did that. She went through that. That's crazy. It's also based in Portland, Oregon, which is where we want to live. I don't know about right now, though. If you follow um the black lives matter movement oh yeah we don't have to get into that portland is is going under right now everyone stay safe in portland please be careful i don't know if i want to live there also we heard about a lot of um white supremacy going on (laughs) there there's just a lot about portland that's going maybe just out a little outside of portland maybe just in the woods by ourselves (laughs) and just say we live there (laughs) Uh, but yeah, um, biopic. she's, she's a movie. real human being, real ice skater from the Portland. first American to do a triple axel. Yes. Which I like how they kept saying that. Cause I don't know who the actual real person to do a triple axel was, but she was the first American to do it. So, so I think someone else did one. Maybe. Should we Google that? We probably should have Googled that before. Should we have backup information? <laughs> First person to do a triple axel. The first skater to do a triple axel in competition was Vern Taylor. The Where's she from? Um She doesn't tell me. Look up where is Vern Taylor from? But the per- first person oh she was Canada. She's Canadian. Oh. Um the first male skater. We don't care about males. <laughs> the first woman to do a triple axel in the Olympics was Mireille Nagusi. Naguso. Nagus. Uh. She was the first American woman to land a triple axel at the Winter Olympics. Cool. Well, yeah, Tony Harding was the first American. She didn't do it in the Olympics, though. No, she did she it in one not. of the ice skating competitions. But not the Olympics, unfortunately. Uh, I guess first thing I want to mention with the biographies, though, is that I feel like biographies go like one of two ways. Uh, and I wrote this in my letterbox review, too, because that was the biggest thing that st- stuck with me. It's like they can either be super serious or dramatic and just like 
trying to get every detail correct or like twisting a few details to try to make it more dramatic and entertaining for the movie, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the other way is just very, very loose uh, collar or leash when it comes to showing what actually happened. And they just try to play it off for jokes or it's like a comedy. Mm -hmm. And then or otherwise there, it's just like very, very loosely based off of true events. Like Uh, it's like, oh, this was a real person, but none of these things actually happened to them. (laughs) Like stuff like that, which... I, I hate that I can't think of any biopic movies right now besides Selena, which Selena, I guess, was the dramatic route, right? Yeah, I would say that was pretty um, to the T. Yeah, of what happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, I, we wouldn't know for sure, though. We were also... I. When did she die? I don't think I was born. I don't think I was born either. I think, I, think I probably was born. I think it was like... I think she died like right before I was born. Are you looking that up, too? No, I was looking at biopics. <laughs> Selena. But what I liked about... Oh, no, no. 1995. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't born. Yeah. Uh, what I really liked about this movie, though, is I feel like this movie hits a good... Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> um, Tom Fuck Hanks that movie. movie that we didn't see. Uh, Shirley, Shirley was a biopic. Like I said, super dramatic. First Man, also super dramatic. Um, Wolf of Wall Street. Played for laughs. That's a comedy. Um, Hacksaw Ridge drama, Imitation Game I never saw drama. Um, Lion Lion drama drama, American Sniper, fuck that movie too drama. Remember <laughs> when you saw it and you said, you know what, <laughs> this was a great movie. You know what? Maybe I saw I support the troops. <laughs> is what I said. <laughs> the Social Network. Um, oh, a little, a little bit. That's of, drama. That's full on drama. I mean, but it's also. I mean, I mean, I guess. What's his face was Zuckerberg was just a weirdo guy that he made it unless it was just Jesse Eisenberg being a king. He's a weirdo. Have you ever seen him without being a dickhead? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah, basically it's either drama, which most of them like 90 percent of biopics are dramas or they just play it off for laughs and it's just the events are really loose. Um, they, they get like one piece of information as factually correct. And then the rest of it, they just kind of make up for dramatic purposes. But what I liked about this movie is that I feel like this movie hits a very, very good balance between the two. Cause it's like, like these, it's pulling real events from her life. Yeah. But But it also plays a lot of jokes. Yes. Because I guess the whole thing with this situation, which we find out later, because I've never heard of this girl. I was also <laughs> too young to even exist. Yeah, I don't even in the think. 90s. 80s and 90s. Tonya Harding. Um, 1994. Yeah. So, yeah, I was not even born. My mom is not a person to, like, like ice care about this news. <laughs> even if it was, like, a crazy... Which it, yeah, it was. Thing, she was on like, national news. Everyone was talking about news. it. Worldwide news. Yeah. Um, but it's like, and it's it's serious when it needs to be when it because it comes down to, um, her real life, like her, she's basically living a tough life. Yeah. But it comes down to her like real life events at these tournaments, doing the triple axel, uh, the incidents, which we'll get to. <laughs> uh, and then it's other stuff that's played for jokes when it's like. They break the fourth wall in the movie, mm-hmm. which is like the like Ferris Bueller, Deadpoolish type thing where they talk to the camera. Um, uh, there's it's also like unreliable narrator narrator type going on. Oh yeah, that's true, huh? Because they're all telling like pieces of the story, yeah. So you don't like know an, who's actually telling the truth or like it's like a docu style thing where they sit down and interview them years later, Mm -hmm. which at first when they sat down, Sebastian Stan and he looked like that. I was like, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) And then I, and then I was like, is that supposed to be your husband? And I was like, that's Sebastian Stan. (laughs) He looks so weird with the goatee and the glasses and everything. I just, I feel like it was very well done. Yeah. And what I I feel like I, I was not bored. Yeah, for sure. Which I was in can happen. A and lot. like, there's a moment where she's training to go to the Olympics and her trainer's like, she really did this. And she's like looking at the camera and it's like play off her jokes and like, but also that's kind of nailing home. Like, yeah, these are true events. Like she really did this. Like yeah. she really was 
picking up a log and throwing it over and up a hill and stuff. Like and she, carrying a giant bag of something. It was probably like fertilizer. Is what it looked like. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you good? Yes, I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, but yeah, I read a lot of reviews on uh, Letterbox, and they were like, "I didn't like the fourth wall breaking. Like this movie didn't take itself seriously. Like it, it didn't want to set a tone or anything like that." Which I guess I can see because I don't think the fourth wall breaking is for everyone Mm -hmm. because it can kind of be kind of cheesy. I feel like sometimes, too, it removes you from, yeah, like everything going on because then you're like, oh, wait, this is literally just a like production thing that someone is doing. And yeah, like trying to they know I'm watching this movie and it, it I feel like it takes away from people's experience. Yeah. And then I can see the tone side of it, too, because. Where there's a scene where her and her husband are fighting and they're like literally beating the shit out of each other and and they look at the camera and they're like this isn't what happened or like or they, they say a joke or something yeah like so, uh, like when she had the gun or something like that yeah um so i can see that side of it where they're like oh is this movie not taking domestic violence so serious and now it's playing it off for jokes so i can see that mm-hmm. but i just i personally liked the fourth wall breaking like i just i don't i don't want to say i liked it like loved it but it just didn't bother me. Yeah. And like, I, it just, it didn't feel, it, I mean, I guess it felt out of place, but I don't, it just didn't bother me. That's pretty much it. It was a stylistic choice. Yeah. Which I also like. Um, and I also wanted to com- compliment the editing, but I can't think of any examples off the top of my head for the editing. I thought you wanted to fucking roast the editing for the CGI face. That's different. That they gave her. <laughs> That's, when oh, she, I forgot to write that, write that do, down in my when notes. When she would do the, Triple axle spinning around. <laughs> I guess we can talk about that too. <laughs> the editing in the movie is fine. I like the editing because the. I wish it's been a week since we watched the movie. I'm sorry, but I can't think of any specific um, examples of the editing. I just know I like the editing. I'm sorry. Like the editing during scenes, like regular scenes, or like when she's ice skating scenes. Just regular scenes. Just regular scenes. Yeah. Either montages of the way they edited them or uh, the way they shot the ice skating scenes. But also just normal scenes of people talking. I just, I know, I I know I liked the editing because that's something in my brain where I'm like, yeah, the editing in the movie is good. But I just can't think of any examples. I suck. So the CGI on her face. <laughs> Obviously, Margot Robbie cannot ice skate like that in real life. So they had a double. She's not Sydney Sweeney. I'm so sorry. <laughs> So they had a body double, ice skating, and they had to CGI replace her face. And unfortunately, it is so noticeable in this movie. <laughs> and I don't think, did you catch it? Or no, did you catch it until after I pointed it out? I don't look at those types of things. But it's just so noticeable. And I don't think I would have, like, really, really noticed it if I didn't watch Corridor Crew. They made a video on it. Which, if no one knows who Corridor Crew is, I, I highly recommend them. They post videos every Saturday about their reacting to bad and great CGI on in Hollywood movies. I've never seen them react to good CGI. It's it's sprinkled in with bad CGI. Oh, is it? In the same video, yeah. Um, but they're visual effects artists themselves. They're really big on YouTube, honestly. Like, I'm surprised it took me so long to find them. Uh, they do the reacting to bad and great CGI. This was in one of their videos where they, they basically CGI her face, Margot Robbie's face onto Tanya Harding, or her body double, not the real Tanya Harding. <laughs> um, and they just, in the video though, they complimented. They're like, yeah, it's actually really good. Like it's, it's, it's not that noticeable, but I just kept staring at it. Like the lighting on her face during the ice skating scenes is so obviously different than like the rest of the lighting in, this, in the scenes. And then her face kind of like stays in one area. And it, it's just, it's depth, depth perception is just off for me. I wouldn't say it's bad CGI. It's definitely passable. But it's just something, like, every time there's an ice skating scene, I was like, uh, it's a ghost. It's not really her. What's that? That's her spinning. Is that a like a freeze frame of the CGI face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, right there, it doesn't look bad. But that's also purposely, because that's when she's doing the triple axel, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. when she does the triple axel, they do it in slow motion. So I think that's the real Margot Robbie. They probably just have her on like, they probably just had her do that on a trampoline or something and just did it in slow-mo, you know? Maybe. That's what I think how they filmed that. So that's the real Margot Robbie right there for sure. I, I don't know. That's all I just wanted to mention is that the CGI face is just so noticeable. She if was you have on it. Dancing with the Stars. Really? Yeah. That's Gordy's <laughs> favorite show. Like her and my dad used to sit down literally every week and watch it. I used to watch American Idol with my aunts and my nana and everyone. Oh, America's Got Talent. No, no, no. That was the bigger one that we used to watch all the time. Wow. That's crazy. Dancing with the Stars. I wish you could do something again. CGI face. (laughs) Yes. If you haven't seen the movie, I probably just ruined it for you because you'll probably notice it too. You'll be like, what the heck? CGI face. That's not Margot Robbie ice skating out there. Who would have thought? Margot Robbie, many talents. Ice skating probably ain't one of them. I mean, she could probably ice skate, but not figure ice skating. Yes. Okay. CGI face replacements aside. Uh, I guess let's uh, dive into the actual story of the movie. Which, like we mentioned, is a, is a true story about Tanya Harding. Um. I guess we can dive into, like, the worst part of it is everyone's a fucking dickhead in this movie. Straight up. I feel like you should actually just talk about her life before <laughs> going into being straight dickheads. Her life? Like, like explain the story. <laughs> okay. So from, what is she, like, four years old when, they, when she first starts skating? Yeah, she's like a literal child. Like They try to pass her off as like six years old, huh? Yeah. Her mom. And she's which is like, where it all starts her entire life. Her yeah, entire her mom, shitty her mom life. is a, a a bad person. <laughs> Straight up a bad person. But like it starts off she's she's skating, she's ice skating since she's four years old. Which is tiny. Yeah, her mom tries to take her to go get like skating like professional lessons, even though she's already better than all those bitches in the lessons and she's like oh yeah she's six and the the, um the teacher she said she's like a soft six or something like that (laughs) yeah the teacher is like no (laughs) bring her bring her back in a couple of years yeah the teacher's like i don't teach children even though like the people she's teaching are like 12 years old which are children (laughs) but then so then she's like bye and she starts doing her class and then the mom is like Go, go. Just go, go skate. skate. Just go skate. Yeah. And so she just starts skating around and she's great. She's for, better than all the other kids For a there. four-year-old baby, she's going off. And what's cool is that that coach from when she's four years old is that is her same coach throughout like her entire career, except for like a small moment. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that'd be cool to just be with her for her entire life. Like watching her career, like yeah. basically as she gets better. Um... She, what does she do? She, yeah, she does like competitions and she gets first place. She's um, just the best. As like a four-year-old against all these other grown girls. And she's just brilliant and skating. And then she has, like her mom is, we already stated her mom is a bad mom. Yeah. Her like dad leaves or whatever because her mom sucks. (laughs) And oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Her dad's in the movie for like 10 minutes and then he dips out. Yeah, he gets out of there. And her mom's just very emotionally abusive and then physically abusive. Yep. So she's already getting like this awful time as a kid. And her mom keeps telling her like that she skates better when, when she's, she's angry. Yeah, when yeah. she's angry and when she's That's like being her like for hurt. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Which just makes. One is just mentally just really bad for yeah. Tanya because then she just that she feels like she just she's assumes that she angry. needs to like keep getting putting herself in these types of situations and she'll be better at skating so that yeah she can just improve her work because she just loves skating like that's her number one thing and she just talks about it all the time is that she loves skating which mom it has nothing to do with this but this whole first half of the movie. When she's just a skater girl. 
They yep. reminded me of Ice Princess. <laughs> Which I saw in the movie theater as a child. And I loved it. And I wanted to become an ice skater because I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Ice skating's so cool. And all those feelings came back for this movie. Yes. You just want to be an ice skater. I mean, they came back when we went ice skating for Hayden's birthday. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I am an ice skater. I I can I can ice skate pretty good. Sure. We should go again. Yeah, probably. Triggering memories aside. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. But the- that's what it comes down to. Her story is basically about the people around her just being toxic toxic abusive to her and then uh, there was something else i wanted to mention too oh she meets she meets her husband her boyfriend basically. Oh, boyfriend husband yeah um they they meet when she's 15 they're the usual little lovebird babies um and then things start going bad he and starts abusing and hitting her abusing the shit out of her and then it's like basically her replacement from her, her mom. mom. Yeah, yeah, because she gets upset with her mom because her mom beats the shit out of her all the time and she stabs her. <laughs> yeah. And she's <laughs> Throws like, the knife at her. She's like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm moving out. And she moves out. And, and she thinks she's getting out of a bad situation, but she just throws herself into another bad situation. Which some would say which, is probably was probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's probably I mean, we're not gonna dive deep into Tanya Harding's like life because we don't actually know much we didn't do full research on her but as a as a third party observer 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 (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say an observer (laughs) um as a third party just person watching in on her life it's just it's very sad to see because this house also happens like in real life like with lots of people like they leave one bad situation just go back just to go into another yeah into another throughout the movie and throughout real life, too, she just keeps going back to him. Yeah, she... Which is, like, partly not her fault, but sometimes it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's the first half of the movie, just lots of um, abuse. And like we said earlier, they kind of poke fun of it a little bit by doing the fourth wall breaking and, like, making it not as serious. But it's very... I think the message still comes across that... Yeah. Literally just her surroundings are what kind of caused her downfall. Yeah. Her, because the people around her. The people abusive. around her just weren't support, like actually supportive of her yeah. and her dreams. They like supported her, I guess, in a sense, but they didn't try to do the best to be the best around her. Yeah. And then. Oh, that's what I also wanted to mention too. Because uh, like during the ice skating competitions, it's also her being abused by everyone around her which is hindering her yeah but like, also it's the, the judges judges bitches yeah just her, because she's she doesn't poor. fit the image yeah she's poor she can't buy herself like fur coats and like these these super fancy dresses to wear uh, while the during the figure skating and everything yeah she like sews all of her little outfits from scratch yeah she made and she's the a best fur skater coat out of like squirrels <laughs> squirrels yeah <laughs> she's the best skater like by far and they keep giving her the shittiest scores just because she doesn't have that look. Yeah, she doesn't look fancy and, and put and together. her mom's a shithead, and they're like, yeah, your upbringing isn't what we want to show America. Yeah, like she, her dad left her. Her mom's abusive. And her mom is also just very loud and outspoken at the competitions, too, and, like, the practices and stuff. So everyone knows around town that... That that's her mom. Yeah, so that's her upbringing, too. They, they don't like her upbringing. So even again... The people surrounding her are affecting her success. And so it's just, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. Everyone just bringing her down. Just dragging her down. And <laughs> Which we'll just... get to later, like what happens. Um, so if, I mean, we, we already put spoiler warnings earlier, right? But now we're really going to jump into yeah, spoilers. Yeah, we're really going to get into spoilers. But it's really not a spoiler because it's a biopic. But I'm it's sure like there are Titanic. a lot of people like us that it's don't like know. Titanic. <laughs> that don't know. Titanic is... It's a true event, but fake people. But still, like, <laughs> the the boat sinks. <laughs> if you I don't think a lot of people happened. know about Tanya Harding. I, I can't. We can't be the only people that don't know about Tanya Harding. Yeah, I feel like I should learn more about her because I was really actually interested in yeah. everything going on. Like, it was very interesting. Yeah. So. So. Spoilers. <laughs> pew pew. So yeah, the first half of the movie is is her 
going through these competitions and it's explaining her life and, you know, how she goes from her abusive mom to her abusive husband. Uh, and then the incident happens, which is what they refer to it as in the movie too, mm-hmm. where her basically competitor, she, like it's like her equal yeah. pretty much. Like it's the other figure ice skating girl that's also really good and is competing to go to the Olympics the same as her. It's yes. all gets screwed up. <laughs> All they want to do is send that girl a, a threatening letter. Yeah, because... To scare with... So, like, mess with first, her mind. First, Tanya got, um, like, a death threat saying, like, oh, if Tanya skates, then we're going to, like, She's going to get up, a bull in the back. Yeah, yeah. we're going to shoot up the arena. And yeah. then the security people are like, yeah, we can't have you skate. We can't risk it. And it messes with Tanya's head. Yeah. And then later we find out about that. This stupid idiot husband. <laughs> but it wasn't the husband. But he's the one that came up with the idea in the first place to be like, okay, let's send out a threatening letter too. Yeah. So they they do it to her her other person, which she said they were also friends. Like they were friends. They would, during competitions, uh, yeah. they would have sleepovers and smoke. At and, the hotels and stuff. Yeah. They yeah. would smoke and, and hang out a bunch and, and stuff. But like she was the, the girl that everyone loved. Like the other girl was... The one that the shining example, the yeah the of what one everyone Olymp- wanted to represent America in the mm-hmm, Olympics, basically. Even though Tanya was a better skater than her, yeah. Um, which do we know? I don't really know. How do you know if someone's like a better that? skater? Well, she did the triple axis, so I guess you're that's, right, all, that's all right. that matters. <laughs> but so they, um, her husband decides to send out a letter, like a death threat letter, to the other girl, because Tanya's also saying like, oh, if it was like. That girl, like, everyone would be double security, everything. Like, they would want her to skate and make sure she's perfect and safe and stuff like that. Yeah. But since it's me, they don't care. They just want me not to skate. So they decide this plan to just send a letter. But then because (laughs) she, they need to know where the girl is practicing. They have evidence of her calling, like, the arena Asking where she practices. Yeah, she writes it down and they find it in her handwriting in the dumpster. Yeah, and... Tanya's connection right there. That she was a part of this whole thing. But, <laughs> but all it she gets, knew was that get, it was... It gets carried away by her, her husband, which also they were... They got divorced a little bit, but to be in the Olympics, they wanted Tanya to have like a, a happy... Family. Happy family. So she gets back with him to promote her image and say that they're happy have and a lovely husband yeah happily married so that's already they're already on thin ice because they kind of don't like each other anymore and they're divorced but back together um but he her security guard is her husband's friend which like longtime friend like high school friend yeah they so school. he just is there as a security guard which i didn't even know he was her security guard until they mentioned he, he was the security guard because I was like, I've never seen him yeah, ever say, bodyguarding <laughs> you ever. You're, they you, say it in the beginning. They when they show everyone's like when everyone's doing the interviews. Yeah, it says Tanya's bodyguard, and I was like, this dude. <laughs> but the dude's an idiot. <laughs> Which speaking of, we'll let Nick ramble on this one piece about oh, this yeah. character. So, uh, so Tanya Harding's husband's friends, who is an idiot, in and real he's life, fat. <laughs> And we, I guess we saw movie, his interview. He is an idiot in real life. Yeah, his interview in real life. He's a straight up idiot because they played the, everyone's real life interviews at the end. Mm-hmm. But this movie just really, really wanted to drive home the fact that he's an idiot. And they do a good job of that. But also they just want to drive home that he's fat for some reason. Yes, they love. We love <laughs> fat phobia. I don't understand. Like I was noticing it the entire. It's the entire first half of the movie. It is. It, it, I think it takes a full hour into the movie before there's finally a scene with this dude where he's not eating. Yeah, every time he's on the screen, it doesn't matter. He's he has a plate of food in front of him. He's, yeah, he's, he's tearing he's it up, gobbling down on something every single time he has a scene for the first hour. Was of the there movie. one even when they were in the car too, or not in the car? Yeah, when him and um, uh, him and Sebastian Stan are driving down and to go tell because Tanya hung up on him, mm-hmm. and they drive all the way to her practice, and, and he's he tells like, her, "No, Tanya, fuck, fuck you." you. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious see like i said like there's comedy stuff like that i wonder if he really did that in real life that would've i wouldn't been, have, i wouldn't doubt it that would have been great but yeah in that scene when they're driving he's he has a snack and then there's a scene where he's in the back seat with his shirt off and he's just making a mess and he's just eating so i this movie just unnecessarily just made him 
eating in every single scene, which is what a lot of movies and shows do in with Hollywood the fat do character. with fat people. Yeah, yeah they just make like, them eat. Ha ha. Let's get you fatter on, on set. They're, they're fat, so we have to show why they're fat. Yeah, they just can't stop eating. Literally every second of their existence, they just be eating. Those those fat people. So I think that's probably the only part of the movie I disliked. Um, because I just, I, it, I couldn't. Like it was the CGI face, it's and not, it was him eating. It's not Friends era anymore where you can just make fun of fat people. <laughs> it's well, over. I mean, it was set in the early 90s. But still, like... <laughs> This is a, still, yeah. it's a current movie. Doesn't mean they have to pull that card. Yeah, it's just one of those things where they try they try to get away with it. It's it's like subtle, like you don't really notice it unless you notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just another uh, part of it that annoyed me is that he's just gobbling down almost every scene. It takes a full hour. I think though, I want to say the first scene where he's not eating is when he's talking about the plan when she's practicing, and he's talking to the husband to Sebastian Stan and her while she's skating. When they first start talking about like, oh, let's send a, a threatening note to her, mm-hmm. like when they're first forming it. Oh, and then she comes over and and she calls him fat. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, she, "You're a fat idiot" or something like that. So it's it's still the point is still made across that he's fat in this movie. Yeah, uh, without him eating, but yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, on the other side of it, though, he is an idiot, <laughs> big time idiot, and so throws us back into the storyline. He they plan out this whole thing to have some guys go to the skating practice place where that girl is and i don't know what the plan was to do just scare her but then he just busts her knee busts her knee (laughs) with the freaking i don't know what that thing is yeah like a little baton and she's down and broken and they straight up breaks her knee and then the police and everyone, all these people are all involved in news. And everyone's like, interesting. Tanya. And of course, the dude's an idiot and the people that broke her kneecaps are also idiots. So it's just so easy for the cops to investigate and find out who did it and link it all back to Tanya and her husband. Yep. And at this, at least from our knowledge of this movie and what she said in interviews and stuff like that is that she had no idea about the stuff that they did. It was just supposed to be a letter. Yeah, it was just supposed to be a letter is all she knew. And apparently. Yeah, we we don't <laughs> like, know. We don't know. know. We don't know yeah, what really happened, know. but but we want to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she didn't know about anything else. Exactly. So the whole investigation stuff is going on. She's still trying to get into the Olympics. And they're letting her continue skating and this investigation's going on. And then they find out like, oh, it was the husband. Oh, it was the bodyguard person, all this stuff. And then that's. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But everyone gets their sentences. And so. She has like one last skating competition thing before going to the Olympics, right? I think or it is, is the that Olympics. is the Olympics. I think it was the Olympics. That is the Olympics. Because uh, yeah, because she's like having a breakdown at the Olympics. Yeah, and and she's like, you just feel so bad because like her skate is broken and she tries to go out, or her shoelace is broken, so it is making her skate like feel funny as she skates and she's crying on the ice and she's like, can I just my shoelace is broken? Which really happens. Like the, that was real footage. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, can can I just go back and like restart? Can I restart? Yeah. And the judges are like, sure. And they so, let her. Yeah. But they still don't give her. They still gave her. She finishes in like eighth or something. Yeah. They still did not give her what she deserved. Like after good scores at all. Yeah. Coming back and proving herself that she was so magnificent. And it was because that investigation was going on the entire time she was at the Olympics. But they let her go to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, but and once the investigation is over. It's, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> big, big spoilers. Everyone gets their um sentences so her husband gets sentenced to jail pretty much everyone gets sentenced to jail right yeah everyone gets sentenced to jail and then she has her court meeting and they tell her she can never skate ever <laughs> they don't again. send her to jail or anything they, they just, just say they take you her can't away compete you can't do ice skating you can't you can't basically you can't professional professionally ice skate yeah they were like you could go down the street on your lake and basically go skate. I think she gets sentenced to like community service 
though? Yeah. Like something, other stuff like something that? Something like a real but, punishment. Yeah. And then but, like, this is her punishment, <laughs> though. This is the is punishment so to get up. her out. Yeah. It's so messed up. And that scene, Marissa was saying this too. That's the best scene in the movie. It's the best scene. It makes sense why Margot Robbie got nominations. Did she win an award? I know she got nominated. I know she got nominated because I remember seeing the clips a billion times. Uh, let me look it up real quick. But keep going about how it's the best scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, phenomenal acting on Margot Robbie's part because the the judge tells her she cannot not compete. She cannot compete. She can't skate ever again, ever, ever, ever again. And that was it. Like, he was like, that's the punishment. And she has a breakdown literally in this courtroom. Um, I think the the news people were there, too, recording. Like, yeah. right? like the news people are there. Everyone's there. And watching. she's like, I'll and do she's, jail time. I'll do jail time, Yeah, she's please. like, please put me in jail. I'll go, I'll go to jail. Don't take away skating. Like, this that's is all, all I, I have. have. I didn't go she to doesn't school. Have, yeah, she doesn't have an education. She, she didn't finish school. Her, parent, her mom she took her out skating. so she could skate. And she's like, I have nothing. This is all I have. And it's just so sad and it's so heartbreaking. And you're like, holy fuck. Her mom, I mean, she didn't ruin her life because she just, was, she took her out of school so she could skate because she, she loves skating. She was the best skater. Her mom assumed skater. this bitch was going to go places as a loving quote unquote <laughs> act. But yeah, like Tanya didn't have any other hobbies. She didn't do anything else. And it just, it's so sad. So sad. But by far best scene in the movie. And Margot Robbie shows why she is nominated. Yeah. Uh, Frances McDormand won for three billboards outside of Missouri. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's stupid Which, movie. We saw that movie. It, was, all, it was all right. Yeah, it, was it, was all right. The, it wasn't the best uh, movie. That but, was a good year, actually. Uh, Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand. Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, and Margot Robbie's I, Tanya. But we didn't see I, Tanya. This was our first time watching I, Tanya, Yeah, this so was our first know. time watching. So so I would have been a huge advocate back then, too. Mm-hmm. Which, since I knew she was nominated watching the movie, I was expecting, like, phenomenal performances, like, throughout the movie. Which, I mean, like, Margot Robbie's a great actress. Yeah. So, like, just watching, she was she was clearly doing a good job, but I didn't see anything that I was like, wow, where is this, like great performance that she got nominated for and then that end scene i was like yeah this is it this is this is why i want to die inside <laughs> so yeah it's it's so heartbreaking because like like we mentioned before it's just the people around her like that have just completely screwed over like yeah it's bad of her to agree to the plan by mm-hmm. sending her a like a threatening letter but does that warrant a whole just take away her whole life it's like, and then what is she doing now? Like, I think it told us what she's doing now, but it also did. I forgot. She's I married. She has a kid and she's a kid. Yeah, but uh, and she's a great mom is what she wanted the filmmakers to mention. Yeah, but and then I think after it goes back to the interview type style at the end, and it's Tanya talking about like how the media and everyone around her was her enemy and like wanted to keep her down basically and everyone yeah. knows everything about her apparently but like and they, they have, don't yeah everyone they had their own image of her yeah based off of everything and basically like that this was her story and yeah. she wanted to show her her side i guess yeah because yeah when this whole thing happened all everyone knew and all everyone knows about her is what the media and the news was putting out about her i mean yeah look at how it looks from the outside her her direct competitor Mm -hmm. to the olympics gets her kneecaps broken or her her kneecap broken and tanya is connected to it and all they know is that she's connected it in some way yeah so it just looks like yeah tanya put out a hit on her because she she wanted wanted to to go to the olympics yeah Yeah. so it looks super bad and so it was just painted this horrible image of her and she already had a horrible image of her because of no one wanted her to no one even liked her in the first place yeah no one no one liked her so it just didn't help that one like bad thing just everyone already assumed basically they already had their assumptions because of who she was they were like yep of course she did it because we hate tanya (laughs) they just they just had their for sure excuse now Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's just it's just so sad when i think about it oh which also the initial 
a death threat or like note letter to Tanya was written by her bodyguard, the friend oh, of yeah. the husband, because he wanted bodyguards to be more in need or whatever. Yeah. They he wanted more people to want bodyguards so that he could like up their paychecks or something. I don't dude is just an idiot. And then there's a whole interview where he says he was like trained by the fucking he <laughs> knows how to find terrorists, all this yeah. stuff. And, and they're like at first no, in the don't. movie, yeah, I was like, oh my God, like is this just another like joking thing? That like they're just making him be an <laughs> idiot. But then they put in the real interview and this bitch really said that. <laughs> He's really a dummy. Ah, God. But yeah, I guess that's the that's the biggest thing of it is that it sucks because it's just her the people around her that just dragged her down. And so is it is it really her fault? Did she really deserve the biggest consequence out of all of them? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, if I was her, I would want to do fucking jail time instead of getting my whole life taken away like that. And so, yeah, her husband's a piece of shit. He constantly abuses her. Um, doesn't he shoot her? Yes. Oh, no, he shoots the car and it bounces off and hits her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when that's when she left him. Yeah. And he comes and she has a restraining order and he comes to her hotel and he's trying to like get her to come back with him. And then he they get pulled over, shoots her and then she has like blood all over her face. And the yeah, they get pulled over and he's talking to the cop and the cop clearly the cop lets sees, him go. <laughs> yeah, the cop clearly sees she's all bloody and like, yeah, he just lets him go. And I would assume if if you're doing your job and you look up the name of who he is. There was alcohol see, in the car, too, and a gun in the back, too. There was just all this <laughs> stuff. And you would see, too, like, oh, when I look up this name, there's a restraining order against. And you could easily be like, hey, miss, what's your name? <laughs> but no, because the police don't do their jobs. Um, <laughs> it's, they, yeah. they let him go. And she, that fucking fucker. Fuck. And the rest is history. Because <laughs> it literally is history. It literally is. Because can you imagine if that cop did his goddamn job? Maybe maybe he would have gone to jail. Maybe it would have stopped this cycle. Maybe it would. Maybe things would all be different if things were just... People got their consequences for their actions earlier on in the movie. Yep. And I think... I don't know. I feel like I would rewatch this movie. Like, I, I, I genuinely, would, yeah. I genuinely really liked it. Yeah, I really did too. So... <laughs> I ended up giving it a four and a half. I think you did too. I think I did too. Um, I feel like... I feel like with the rewatch, I might even bump it up to five. Yeah, I definitely feel like talking about it more, I feel yeah. more <laughs> like I loved it. But I, I think initially watching it, I always am afraid with my first watch yeah, because sometimes exactly. I'll really like it or I really won't like it, but then it's I'll catch rare. things later on yeah. where I can either bump up the score or lower it. Yeah. Like... That's what I do. I'm really cautious about handing out a five star right off the first watch mm-hmm. until I start thinking about it more. Like the nice. No, times. I'm I'm very I'm very generous with my five stars. <laughs> but you made me you made me cautious because I'm like, wow, was it actually not that great of a movie? I don't know. I think but, with the rewatch, I I bump it up. Yeah. But like like I, I said, like the nice guys, I started off with four and a half. But then the more I thought about the nice guys, the I ni- was like, that was really good. We went through a Ryan Gosling phase. Sorry, that was before the podcast days. Yeah. We'll reach watch those movies. We'll rewatch later. and we'll go through it. I I'm not a Ryan Gosling fan. But he's he's on the same page, not as the same page as Jake Gyllenhaal. Um but I just I think we're kind of better fans of him now. Yeah, I, I've opened up to him. I think <laughs> I understand. I don't I don't think he's handsome. But he is a good actor. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, and I remembered the other because remember we were talking about Jake Gyllenhaal movies that I've seen? Yeah. Wildlife. <laughs> i was like what other movie which also i really can't wait till we talk about wildlife in a future episode because that's one of my favorite movies and it's very sad um and i bought it um on dvd from the criterion collection 50 percent off sale at barnes and noble okay so that's i Tonya. if you want to donate to us if you listen if you're listening to this we can buy more movies we have a patreon we have a patreon <laughs> Oh my gosh, hold on, we've hold never on. We'll cl- promote our hold Patreon. Hold on, hold on. I know, I know. Okay, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. So that's I, Tonya. Yes, that is I, It's Tanya. on Hulu, if you haven't seen it. Is it on Hulu? Is that where it's we That's where we watched it. Okay, yes. Um, it was an I, I Oscar-nominated film. I hate that we promote the movies after we've spoiled them. Yes. <laughs> 
So if you're one of those next, people, next episode we promise we will tell you the film to watch before before, <laughs> before we jump we just into everything. Ruin it for you. But I mean, there's some people out there that don't care about spoilers. There's some people too who will like us, where we will watch it or listen to like a thing after we've seen the movie because we want to know more about it. That's like, true. Like we want to hear other people's thoughts. Yeah. So hopefully you guys are those people, but I know a lot of people who listen are not those people. So just watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> and anyways, it's not like we were super spoilery because this is all well-known Based knowledge. Of true events. it's a biopic. <laughs> so it's already happened. It's uh, like being like, oh my God, spoiler alert, Selena dies. <laughs> Rip, should we I'm talk so about sorry, that movie Selena. in a future episode? We should. That's a great movie. Okay, still getting off topic, but we're not done yet. So sorry. L- I um, a great movie. Four and a half stars. Possibly bump up, to, bump up to five. Bump it up to five. Margot Robbie, great actress. We already knew that. Oh, yeah. Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Hold on. Let's talk about Sebastian Stan before we leave completely because I've never seen him as an actor that's not... Besides the Winter Soldier. <laughs> not Marvel movies. Before we end this off um, or like get more distracted while we're talking <laughs> on the topic of Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan... We haven't really seen him in anything besides the MCU. Yeah, he's literally, I thought he only existed As the in, in Marvel, <laughs> in the Marvel world. But apparently he also was in Black Swan, which I only watched half of the movie when it came out because I've it got inappropriate and, and I was watching it in the living room. I was like... Keep going, keep going. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, he's in a couple other movies too, but, you know, we've only seen him as... The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I was. I didn't know what to. He's not really a villain. Like he was a, he villain. Was a villain. He is a good guy now. But like that. That's still not. Those aren't movies where he can really stretch his. Yeah, he's chops. he's stuck in like one character over a span of this one thing, and not to be like one of those people. But Marvel characters aren't the most like deep <laughs> characters. That's true. They don't have much depth. But that's okay. You can still enjoy can Marvel still movies. You can enjoy Marvel movies. The only really, really good ones, though, are Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about those later. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Teams Sebastian <gasps> Stan. So Sebastian Stan is an actor. He is. And in this movie, he does a very good job. He does a very good job at making me being, want to punch him in the face. Being an actor, yes. <laughs> G- getting into this character that... We fucking hate. Yeah, he uh, we hate, and he believes he's so in the right, and he believes he loves Tanya, and he he he's, and he thinks he's doing no wrong. Punch him in the face, and he's doing this out of the best interest. Even years later, blah, blah, when blah. he's supposed to be acting like like the like years later when they're doing the interview and stuff like and that, he's, he still believes he's in the right. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. He's and like, he's, I didn't do any. I love Tanya. Yeah, and I just think this was a great, um, I guess. First impression, but not really first impression, but like basically a first impression yeah. since I've only seen him as one character. Maybe he should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Maybe. Because, yeah, I think he did a very, very good job. Um, and I understand why he has a bunch of stands, even though the stands are for purely Marvel. there for his looks in Marvel. <laughs> because he has one arm and they want him to be with Captain America. I'm getting <laughs> off topic, but... I was like, okay, I understand some of the hype here. Yeah. And I was I was genuinely very surprised. Allison Janney too as her mom. Great. I mean, she's already she's old. Like everyone we know already she's, loves her. she's yeah, we know yeah, she's a good actress. She's done <laughs> lots of movies. Even if I don't remember what movies, I've seen her in everything. But even then, so yeah, as as you're watching cuz it's an Oscar nominated movie and it, you just can tell though from all the performances cuz as all around you can tell everyone just doing pretty freaking great yeah and that's also what i love like when they're everyone kind of goes off of each other like everyone's performance like everyone basically in oscar nominated movies yeah are that was me i'm so sorry i thought it was a cat you're fine everyone (laughs) does like their best performance and then boom that's why it's oscar nominated boom because everyone is great and I love that. And we love ice skating. Ice princess. We love this movie. <laughs> okay. Like I said, four Which and a half also, stars, possible I, five. I want to just, the subtitle for this is just chaotic ice princess. 
Should that be the title? That's the that's the episode title. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. There we go. We just figured it out. Uh, and then we'll put the little Itonia. Uh, yeah, Itonia, chaotic ice princess. Yes. Perfect. All right. That's the title of the I podcast. Said Tonya we again. just figured it. Itonia, whatever. <laughs> no, I think I said her name wrong, and then you said it right, and then I realized I said it wrong. Anyways, it's whatever. Thank you for listening this week again. Thanks for coming back. We love... I promise if you listen, we love you so much. Can you please just leave a review with <laughs> words? Please give us feedback, please. But uh, as usual, follow us, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, New Encounter. New Encounter. We also have a Patreon. <laughs> That's right. We have a Patreon. It's We haven't put anything up on it yet because we don't have patrons. <laughs> so but what if we do... If you're that lucky first person, we will give you a we sticker. Got you. <laughs> we got you. We'll set you up. We'll we'll get you something really cool. But that's all. There's also a link for that on the website though, newencounter.com. And in the in the little show notes too. Um, oh yeah. Typically, there's always going to be a link on the podcast app. Yes. There's links to everything. But uh, the Patreon later on, maybe once we get a little more listeners, we can go more in depth. But basically, it'll just be like behind the scenes stuff question and answer we have all the like whatever you get the description all the cool stuff yeah yeah it's all broken down on the patreon because i forgot everything that i promised we'd give people but it's (laughs) gonna be lots of cool stuff it's gonna be way cooler than like our twitter where we just mumble jumble (laughs) like we want to create a very fun movie-based community where we can hang out with people maybe we'll create a discord one day i don't know we just want we want some movie friends. Just check it out. And then, like I said, just make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We need some more followers, some more interaction on there. Yeah, come on, guys. And Interact. Leave, us, leave us a review. I'm saying it again. I'm going to make a new... I'm going to go buy a new iPhone, make a new <laughs> Apple ID, and leave a review as someone else. <laughs> and share with your friends. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa <laughs> hey. if, you, if you have a friend, send them send a link. It to, if you have a friend that likes movies at all... Even if they don't like movies and we talk about a movie that they hate. Send them our link. Send it to them. Let them let them hear us talk about why we maybe hate or love a movie too. If it's the movie that they also hate and they'll be like, wow, maybe we have similar opinions. I don't know. <laughs> we we just want we want some more listeners, guys. We just want some interaction. But so, that's it for this week. Hi, Tanya. A little bit of buffalo mixed in there. Oh, buffalo. <laughs> Queen Zoe. Um, I guess we'll catch you guys next week. Yes. We'll see you. Oh, if you are early enough to this episode and we haven't um, decided on what next week's week's next next week's episode will be, hit us up on Twitter and give us some movie recommendations if you want us to talk about a movie you want us to watch. Good idea. That's nice. Huh? Give us movie recommendations. Any movies you want us to watch and we'll talk about them. Otherwise, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye.